Hey guys, welcome back. I can't believe I am on episode 69. So crazy. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm wondering, have you ever thought about how you come across to your students? Is there a way to communicate better? To have a more cohesive classroom? Well, today, that's what we will be talking about. But I want to remind you, if you can, leave me a five-star review on Spotify. Let me know that I am adding value to you. I would love that. And also share this episode or any of my other episodes with other educators to encourage them and know that there are people out here who support you and are appreciative of all that you guys do. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Also, I am doing a little survey. I would love to better serve you. And would a course be more beneficial or having a coaching session with me, would that be beneficial? So if you could message me, like you don't have to leave me a big, huge explanation. Just take a couple seconds and just message me course or coaching. And don't forget, I still have a couple openings for a free call this month. I would love to connect with you. So check out that Calendly link in the show notes. Thanks so much, guys. So I think of um, a few of our kids and one of our first graders. She always comes in in the morning, like super excited to see everybody just chatting away. And it's so it's so fun to like just match her energy and like, how are you doing? Like, how was your day? How was your breakfast? You know, how was your night? you know, and try and engage with her. And it's so much fun to match that energy with her. Then some of our other students, you know, they're busy. They just want to eat their breakfast and quiet and in peace and 
and that's fine. Then one of our other fifth graders, you know, we try and match him as well. Like, how's he doing? Is he quiet? Is he sad? Does he want to joke around? How's he feeling? And, you know, as long as we kind of match him, you know, we can really build that rapport with him. However, when, of course, he gets frustrated or sometimes takes it a little too far, then, you know, he's raising his voice and he's not necessarily straight to, like, cussing us out, but, you know, he's getting frustrated and you can tell. And so we usually don't match that communication because... Obviously, we don't want to bring it up to him because that's just going to elevate him again. And, and you know, obviously that just is not good. <laughs> so we don't want to get into a yelling match with our students. And so we, we just lower our tone then. When he's raising it and he's getting frustrated, you know, we're in a calm voice and we're like, okay, so what is it you need? Like, why are you getting upset right now? You know, what can we do? And that sort of thing. And again, it's as you are, you know your students by now. Like, we're almost to the end of the year, which is kind of crazy. Halfway through. Okay. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. <laughs> but um, you want to know your students and so when they do get that elevation and you see they're getting a little agitated, you know, then we just kind of bring it down and just kind of lower our voice. And sometimes we just walk away. You know, we don't even engage anymore. But because we can tell, like, he's just going to take it to another level and he wants to get into an argument and he wants to, you know, and so we just disengage, walk away, do something else, try and change the subject and try and work that communication and that relationship that way. And then some of our other kids, we don't really have too many yellers. He's really one of the only ones, but if they are getting frustrated, sometimes they do, you know, start getting sassy and then they want to be a smart aleck. And then you're like, whoa, this is not the way we speak to each other or speak to adults and speak to the teachers. Like, But we're still coming in with a calm voice. And so that's what I just want to encourage you is to just kind of a, a recheck with yourself and how are you really communicating with your students? I mean, obviously, I know there are times we are frustrated and they need that firm voice or they need us to raise the voice and they need the nonverbals, like pointing to the door or to your chair, whatever. But how can we do it better? So, like I said, number one, we don't want to raise our voice. I mean, I think one of the the awesome things that I've learned is watching the teachers when their class is not listening and everyone's just talking and she's trying to teach instead of her like screaming or trying to get louder than what they are. I've seen some teachers like just whisper 
or some teachers even just shutting off the light quiets everybody. Or sometimes it's just, I'll wait. So you, you take away that power struggle and the argument when you have a calm voice and you don't respond back to when everyone's yelling and screaming. And it's amazing to watch. Sometimes it takes a few minutes. Other times it, it doesn't really take that long. It's amazing that the students finally realize, like, oh, she's not talking. <laughs> she's waiting on us. So that's really cool uh, to watch. So, again, we don't want to raise our voice. We want to respond in a calm voice. Give those clear expectations in a calm voice. And then also, second one would be... Are you listening? Do they know when you're listening to them? Are you, you know, trying to do, I, I mean, I understand. Like you guys have 500 things you're, you're trying to get done in the day and you don't always have that time just to sit and, you know, really have the eye contact, the body language facing each other and really listening. But... Do you still acknowledge them when they're talking? When it's a good time for you to be listening? I mean, I, I would also continue to encourage you to do lunch bunch. You know, maybe once a month. It doesn't have to be every week, of course. Or obviously every day. But having that time away where you can focus in on listening and engaging with them outside of your academic time. I think that's really important. And then also at recess time, when teachers are outside, being able to engage with your kids and, and talk with them without having the academic expectation as well. Those are really fun times to get to know your students and obviously for them to get to know you. The third one would be standing. Are you standing facing them? Are your arms crossed? Are you pointing in other directions? Are you trying to, you know, pass out papers? Are you trying to do other things? Uh, do they feel defensive? Do they feel blocked off? Do you turn your back? You know, sometimes when they're talking, like I said, there, I know there's not always opportune times in the middle of the, you know, the day and you're teaching, but still being able to acknowledge them and give them that voice. And even if it's to say, you know what, Susie, we can't really talk right now, but you know, at recess, I'll touch base or, you know, we can talk then or right before lunch or whatever works better on your schedule as well, but still acknowledging and facing them and, um, doing your best to engage and encourage them. And fourth one would be eye contact. Do you make eye contact with your students when you're talking? I know sometimes they don't always, and we do try and teach our students, 
you know, it is a good reminder, you know, when you can to have that eye contact. I know some of our, our kids with autism, they do not always do that. Some of our other kids, they kind of shy away from that as well. Um, one of my son's friends, he would never look me in the eye like when I first met him. And then I'm like, buddy, be confident in who you are and just look me in the eye and let's have a conversation. You know, and so then, but then at that time, I wasn't thinking like, how am I coming off? You know, am I giving him or facing him like defensively? Like, <laughs> you know, that he didn't feel comfortable? I don't know. But still, just a reminder for you, how are you physically standing? And what is that communicating to your students? So again, four things that you can look at and possibly improve your communication with your students so that they feel seen and heard and will hopefully cut down on some of those behaviors because they're trying to get your attention where you can just say, hey, you know, now's not the time or hey, we have a minute. What do you want to tell me? You know, or if they really need to have a, a longer conversation and being able to call a support staff or your admin to come in and talk to them if that's what they really need. So again, four, four skills that we can always improve on is having a calm voice, listening, taking that time to listen, standing. How are we standing and facing our students and eye contact? Do they know we're really listening? Do they know that we are paying attention? You know, just like obviously we want from them. How do we know that they're listening? They're looking at you, right? That's how they're paying attention. That's how you know that they're trying to focus in. So remember, what do you want to communicate to your students? I know you want a more cohesive classroom. And I think that starts and begins with you. And what are you communicating with your students? How can you improve? Are there skills, communication skills that you can work on? And I think it's just, it takes a lot sometimes for us to look at ourselves and see where can we improve. But don't get down on yourself because you guys are doing great. Your students need you. And I am here to encourage you and support you and be your cheerleader because you're doing great. And I want to leave you with this quote from Robert John Meehan, who is a poet, author, and educator. And he says, it's the little conversations that build the relationships and make an impact on each student. So even some of your students that are not talkers, they see the way that you interact with some of the other students. And so when the time comes and they're comfortable, they're going to want to come talk to you. They're going to know that when they do, you're not going to turn them away and, you know, yell at them and, you know, 
I don't know, just be rude to them, I guess. But they're going to know that you will take the time for them to be heard at the appropriate time for you. So thanks again for listening. And again, I want to encourage you, please show me, tell me, how can I better serve you? Message me, course or coaching. And don't forget, also, I have a couple more calls available this month. Check that Calendly link in the show notes. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all. And I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University, bit.ly slash behavior, P-P-U, the number four, and the letter U, if you're interested. Also, to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies, there is another bit.ly link, and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free. The number six for free. These will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out. And I leave you with this. Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.